Well, so as a, a big talking point in this whole thing is probably going to be sleep and lack thereof. I, <laughs> I don't, how well do you tend to function on little sleep? I mean, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I function. Okay. Uh, I woke up, I think about, I woke up at 1 PM mm. yesterday and now it's three fifteen AM. So it's not like, it's not as if I woke up at 8 AM and it's three fifteen AM. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like a little bit of an all nighter situation, but that's the thing is yeah. I, I found that I can, two people on YouTube, I found that I could definitely function, um, pretty well with an all nighter situation. Like mm -hmm. for example, if I, uh, like if I do, if I've been sleeping great and then I pull an all nighter and then have to get through the whole work day the next day, there's some there's some bumps along the road, but with um, with tons of coffee, of course, um, um, then I, I, I I'd be able to function. I can't do it anymore. After like uh, about twenty hours, I just start breaking down, and I I mean I. Up till about 28, 29, I could manage. And now that I'm 34, yeah, I can't. I just can't. I uh, eventually just almost pass out. Yeah. So. Well, that's going to be me in like a month <laughs> or so, probably. So, yeah, it's a little, it's a little crazy. But, um, yeah, we've got five people watching there and at least as many on Odyssey. So that's a good crowd. So, hey, everyone. Um Welcome to the second podcast of the day, or the one that's a lot of people anticipate. I like both of them. The previous one, though, I usually just talk about, you know, random news stuff. It's not as like, all right, we're here to dig into something important in the day. So let me just run this intro thing and we'll get started. So, hey, welcome, everyone. This is the Dash Podcast, and I have the fantastic pleasure of speaking with the one and only Samuel Westrich, a.k.a. Quantum Explorer, the brand new interim, but hopefully not interim, <laughs> if you ask me, CTO of Dash Core Group, the largest development group under the Dash Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Before we get too going into this cool stuff, wow, already 10 people watching YouTube, that's nice. Um, <laughs> Yes, you may join in on Odyssey. There's a link in the di in the YouTube description as well. I do prefer if you do on Odyssey if it works, if you can. But if you can, eh. if you just like YouTube better, do what you want. Uh, as usual, though, so I already have a lot of questions uh, for Sam ahead of time. And uh, I'm going to go through those. If you want to add any, it's going to cost you. I'm paywalling uh, Quantum today. So go to cointr.ee slash the desert links, throw some dash with a question, and then I will be forced to answer. I'll be compelled by the power of money. And otherwise, you can do that via Odyssey hyper chat. And yeah, I'll also be compelled to answer those as well. Just no like racial slurs or stuff. I mean, that gets old after a while. So um, right away, So first off, how are you doing, man? Well, it's been an interesting week. Um, as some people know, but not everybody, uh, I am the lead developer who wrote the consensus engine for platform. Mm. I also am in charge of the iOS library. 
And on top of that, I am CTO for about a week now. So I have a lot of responsibilities. Uh, we're trying to hire as, as quickly as possible, but it is, it has been a very, very intense week. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope that after a few months, uh, I can offload some of, uh, some of my work. Well, that's, and, uh, yeah, so that's, oh, 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 keep sorry. finish that up. Sorry. Oh yeah. And on top of that, uh, you know, I do live in Thailand for people mm -hmm. who do not know, and it's three fifteen AM here. I have not yet slept yet, so I'll do my best to answer all questions. At, but if I take pauses, I do apologize for them. Yeah, it's okay. The pragmatic pause is a very, um, it's a very good speak. It's a very good uh, like speech tool for people to use. It's better than um and filler. So <laughs> I get to jump around a little bit with these questions because you know they kind of flow. You just said you know trying to get a lot of help and stuff. How is the process of looking for developers going? Uh, which positions for hiring do you still need to fill? And uh -huh. um, do you do you need any help recruiting, or is it just you have tons of candidates just about hiring the right one now that you have that. I would say the process is so much better over the last month, uh, month and a half than it was in the past. Um, there was a low point in the year uh, when we lost um, uh, Kevin, uh, mm -hmm. Dustin Face, around May, I think it was, uh, about three months ago. And at that point, after, after we lost him, we had two... Uh, uh, devs in the C++ uh, team. We had about five in the platform team. This is always a little bit in flux because yeah. I, I'm trying to um, to count people who are working part-time. Uh, you know, two part-times is equal to one full-time. Mm -hmm. And then we had, uh, in, uh, well, if I'm considered in the mobile team, we had uh, four people in the mobile team. So, from there, we've actually done pretty well. Uh, now in the C++ team, we're at five, and we have signed another person who starts uh, in about a month. And we have uh, another person that most likely will also be hired, uh, but has not yet received the offer. I probably should not say that. <laughs> yes, that was but, yeah, well, well the details are not, not out there. So, you know, it's yeah. not going to dox anyone. And hopefully, if the person if the person is listening, like, oh, that might be me. It might also not be you. There's a lot of hiring going on. So, how yeah, many exactly. how many positions are unfilled and don't have anyone on the horizon right now? Well, I I a few things about that. So, um, mm -hmm. for mobile, we were looking to hire two uh, Java developers. One uh, accepted their offer this week. The other uh, were hesitating between two candidates. And we're almost sure to uh, get the those position completely filled. Uh, for iOS, um, we're in the final stages with uh, somebody who will probably be receiving an offer on Monday. Um, so that's for mobile. For now, let me go on to core. Well, I kind of already talked about core. Uh, core, we're pretty much at capacity for where we want to be. Uh, we just did a big round of hiring, and hiring too much too quickly has issues. So uh, before we, before we, uh, oh, I'm, I'm reading the uh, the messages. I probably shouldn't do that. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, before we start hiring more people in core C++, we're probably going to wait a, a little a little pause. Um, now the most important is, well, maybe not the most important, but just uh, the, the other part is platform. Mm -hmm. So in platform, I'm happy to announce we have somebody starting uh, on Monday on the consensus engine who's already helping us uh, in incubator. We also have another person starting uh, on the consensus engine in about, uh, well, he just accepted the offer. So, you know, he has to give um, notice to his current employer. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how long that will take, but I'm guessing, you know, a month or two uh, at the max. Hmm. Um, maybe, maybe three months. It, you know, in, I know he's in Europe and sometimes uh, um, it takes a little bit longer to onboard somebody there. Yeah. And then um, the then we have one other person potentially as well on the consensus uh, part that we're also uh, looking at. The last part, in platform, it's really divided in, in three sections. We have the consensus part, we have uh, the uh, drive part, and we have the uh, JavaScript uh, SDK for client side that Incubator cares very much about. Mm. Um, as I became CTO, I'm, uh, one of my priorities is to make sure that the JavaScript client SDK is working extremely well for, our, for the Incubator. Okay. Um, and to that extent, as I said in a reply to Andy before, uh, we will be hiring one extra person uh, for that role. Now. This just started, so you know it takes time to go through candidate to get candidates first, to go through candidates, to hire. So it's going to take a little bit of time, and uh, but but we're also looking for somebody there. In JavaScript um, Drive, we are don't have anybody on the horizon. We have received about sixty candidates, and none of them we the team believes is uh, able to perform those tasks. And we can actually, in this call, go a little bit further on why that is. Mm. I mean, I can I can just go into that right now if you want, or would you prefer to talk about it later? Yeah. So that's a, that's the question here. Also, is can you explain why finding JavaScript programmers that want to work on blockchain projects is so difficult? Why is that kind of a a roadblock? Well, we really want people who can come into the role. Um, and hit the ground running, mm -hmm. it, it's really hard for us to find people that know blockchain that also want to write JavaScript. And the reason mostly is, is that there are only two projects in the blockchain space that use JavaScript that I know of. Well, two big projects. Mm -hmm. um, and to that extent, our team is strongly considering moving away from JavaScript for the drive uh, code. Hmm. Which is the uh, other big project, you know? Yeah, it's Lisk. I, uh, I think it's called Lisk. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they're still big, but uh, I think Lisk exists. I think there are a few others, but it's not. Um... <laughs> I just saw. You're watching the live chat. <laughs> it's funny. I shouldn't watch the, it. It would distract me. Yeah, I mean about not being a real programming language. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, the truth is, is that it was a decision made in 2017 
mm-hmm. um, when Node.js was a little bit more the rage. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's not, I personally think it was not a great decision, but it was made and um, we have to own it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to wait till, um, till, I mean, we're go- we are going to wait to MVP, like the current uh, developers that we have, we're not going to task them on rewriting code before we release. Mm. What I am looking at, however, is having an external uh, company come in to potentially start rewriting our code base, either in Go or Rust. So yeah. not take away uh, people from our development efforts, um, but also rewriting code in a different language is a lot easier than coming up. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's my hope at least I do have two external, um, companies that might Mm -hmm. be interested, uh, for this engagement. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. Well, my personal, um, my personal request would be go since I did like two to three weeks of code Academy go. And I've done nothing on Rust, so yeah. So, but you don't have to do it around me at all. I'm, I'm probably never going to be an actual programmer, but whatever. I actually want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I probably very few people care, but it is yes. very interesting. So Rust versus Go. If there mm-hmm. are any developers out there, probably might know this. Rust is the best technical solution. Um, yes. It really will not. It, it has a lot of really amazing features that are really great for the type of project that we're, uh, that we're writing. On top of that, our underlying um, uh, database solution is written in Rust. Mm-hmm. So there is some competency in our team for Rust. The real issue there is you know, finding Rust developers at a fair market rate is, is yeah, a little bit rough. It's a little um, bit rust. Yeah, it's a little. It would be a little bit rough. I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Go, on the other hand, is almost as good. Mm-hmm. Um, not as good, but almost as good technically, and it's very easy to uh, both program and um, and and find developers for. Yeah. So you know, we're we're going to be making that decision uh, in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. But we're not yet completely sure uh, which way we're going to go. Mostly, probably based on the people that we, uh, based off of the teams and what they prefer after yeah. thorough investigation. Based on my very limited experience, I think that Go is really easy. Like, <laughs> if an idiot like me can sort of figure it, because I did look at JavaScript many years ago, and that thing just gave me like it spiked my cortisol levels. Like it was, it did not like it. So I do also remember. Back in early 2017, I remember Evan was talking about wanting a Go implementation of Dash back then. Mm-hmm. And it just just one of those things he just spouted out and kind of people remembered but didn't go anywhere. But now it's kind of funny how like the full circle, I mean, you don't want to toot Evan's horn too much, even though he is the, mm-hmm. great, the great founder, may his name live on forever. <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah, he had some, some kind of interesting ideas that like are ahead of years ahead of their time so i just thought that was interesting mm-hmm. well yeah yeah and actually we do have a rpc client written in go mm-hmm. for dash uh so you can actually connect um to the underlying uh core if you're writing uh, 
a Go service on top of it. Mm-hmm. But we don't yet have like uh, you know a deterministic mass node list, um, uh, quorums, sporks, everything on top of uh, on top of the very minimum uh, yet written in Go. And I don't think we're going to be planning on doing that anytime soon either, unless uh, unless uh, you know we grow uh, to extreme amounts and you know we have the capacity to hire another team to do it. <laughs> Which would be very, very nice. Now uh, it will. Let's shift gears just a little bit on this, but mm-hmm. you kind of mentioned it already about developer SDKs for incubator and stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so going into that a little bit more, will you be prioritizing support for the community developers with a working API and features that they want in order to build platform dApps? Because to expand on that a little bit, it seems like, again, this is a lot more I'm hearing secondhand because I'm not really a developer. I'm not in the weeds, but I've heard a lot of rumblings of people saying platform is going to be this way. There seems to be like a disconnect between DCG leadership and the platform vision like platform could do all these cool things let's build that and then the dcg vision seems to again this is all secondhand stuff has been accused uh-huh. of being more laser focused on just like usernames and payments and not all the awesome dApps and stuff you can build and so i've heard even talk about like rug pull type things of like oh yeah we get, we're gonna have this feature people start building dApps that use the feature and then the feature either gets delayed or discontinued entirely or something like that. I've heard a lot of like hearsay on the matter, but basically what is your commitment to, if, if any, I mean, you can just say now we're not into that of like APIs <laughs> and features that, you know, community devs would request. Yeah. So there's a few things there. First is uh, like prioritizing working API. Let me tell you what I've done this week. I reached out to incubator devs, and um, I basically wanted a, a, like a full list from them of everything that they say is not working. We received that list. Also, last, uh, well, actually this Monday, mm. we now have a technical product owner who can manage this inside the platform team. Mm. And as you might be aware, Dana left in January. So many are not aware of this, but yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, without somebody that actually was in charge of um, dealing with this, it kind of fell behind. And the problem mostly is, is that us developers, you know, we have a lot to do, really. I mean, um, I was a developer (laughs) until last week, and I still am to uh, still the majority of my time. Um, And it's hard to figure out exactly what the community needs on top of um, of our of our current responsibilities. It's, it's especially when we have, you know, quite a lot of work to do to release this year. So um, that's basically the answer. Uh, now, what will I be prioritizing support? I can't promise that everything will work because I'm not. I don't know the future, but I do know that I will. You know, hire one extra person for for helping that. On top of that, um, I will be pushing one of our devs more to uh, to fix the current uh, issues that exist. And then, what I really want to do is um, I want to make it very open about 
feature request from Incubator and developers if it's from another DFO other than Incubator. Basically, I want them to tell us every quarter, probably, what they want us working on. You know, maybe we'll say no, but <laughs> at least it's out in the open. So it's not like hearsay. Oh, you know, you said that one developer one time said that, and now it's the truth. No, I want it to be official um, that, okay, Incubator is requesting these features and yeah. Dash DCG will, you know, work on them to the best of our ability if, you know, when, when we can. Uh, you know, obviously, if, they, if there's a high value in them, you know, we want the best thing for Dash as well. Uh, so, you know, we'll prioritize them and, and, and do them as quickly as possible. Also, you know, we do have more funds than we did last year. Where, Thank you know, God. The, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we are able to hire a lot of people. We have added a lot of headcount uh, in developers. Um, and, you know, that's going to start paying off. When, when you hire somebody in blockchain, they don't always start off, you know, their first, se second month super quick. But three, four, five, maybe even six months later, they do pretty well. Or they leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a funny way of putting it, but it is accurate, you know? Yeah. You hit your stride, you get out of there. Well, yeah, we've had both. We've had people that left on their own. We've had people that, uh, you know, were kind of let go. Uh, yeah. I yeah. won't go too much more into that. Yeah, of course. Probably neither here nor there. Now, when you're talking about that stuff um this is something that again when you talk about hearsay this is another uh -huh. hearsay quieter to answer is up how much actual control do you as cto have over dash's developmental direction uh in particular people of course are worried about as i i've heard described the suits or you know uh -huh. the corporate influence shifting focuses causing delays mismanagement other things like that there's a lot of things like Oh, our developers should be working on this stuff and they want to be, but then these like shadowy high ups are telling them, no, we want this. And so how much actual control, how much of Dash's or Dash Core mm -hmm. Group's developmental direction is up to you and pretty much you alone? Um, I would actually say to a low to a medium amount. And mm -hmm. it's actually not for the reasons that you think. Mm -hmm. It's not because of uh, the suits or the non-developers. It's actually quite the opposite. Yeah. Um, you know, most of our decisions that we make are decided by an internal Dash architecture group mm -hmm. where, you know, we're very decentralized. Uh, of course, like, I have a bigger say mm -hmm. more, more than probably any developer now as, as the role in CTO, but it's more that... I manage that architecture group. I won't just say, oh, no, we do this. It's really a um, decision between uh, the developers and between also, uh, you know, the product owners who go, who will go to, you know, incubator to, um, to uh, uh, exchanges, get, get their feature requests, and then we kind of prioritize what's the most important. Um, you know, what more can I say? It's like not a top-down system. Um, it's more 
basically the devs that have contributed the most to the project have the most say. Mm. People who write dips, people who, um, and dips are our dash improvement proposals, people who uh, have been long time developers, that's in my opinion, where the most power um, of the or of the organization really lies, because we can't do anything without our top developers. Yeah. Uh, in in terms of uh, development for DCG. Yeah. So basically, to sort of recap a little bit of that, um, it's not that the suits aren't necessarily in control. It's just kind of everyone is working on it is collectively in control. Yeah, exactly. Collectively in control. I mean, Ryan does sometimes mm -hmm. come in and tell us, oh, what happens if we did it this way? And sometimes his ideas are really valuable mm -hmm. uh, because he has a, um, a, a business um, acumen mm -hmm. that's different from, from ours. And, uh, you know, like, Something that he's been pushing for in the past is um, a, a quicker proof of service. Mm -hmm. You know, we actually, in our roadmap right now, we have a few major tasks left uh, till platform release. And one of those major tasks were was uh, proof of service. And the proper way of, well, not the proper way, but the most um, complete a uh, foolproof way of doing proof of service actually takes a lot of time. And some things that Ryan said, he didn't actually give the solution, but he, he did push us to think more about sub, uh, a potential solution that would work well, not perfect, but well for, uh, you know, for a quicker release. And I'm, very happy that happened because uh, since then we've had a few discussions and we found a solution that probably will take half the time and be, you know, 90% as good. So. Well, that's good to hear. Um, <laughs> on the whole organizational structure thingy and um, there has been in the past, I mean, the big complaint everyone always has is DZG uh -huh. doesn't communicate very well. And specifically, it, the more recent one has been regarding the CTO position of like, why, where's our CTO? Why isn't he out here talking about this kind of stuff? There's been a lot of, you know, jokes about, you know, um, Bob about being Bob the ghost. Cause like no one ever talks. And of course I'm sure he had plenty of, um, you know, legitimate reasons and personal reasons, other things like that. So it's not a judgment on that, but it is kind of a thing of, can we expect to see, I mean, obviously you just be on the podcast not too long ago, you know, a few months ago, and then pretty much right away instead of going to sleep, you know, it's already <laughs> a massive improvement. Uh, but basically are you, do you foresee yourself as being a much more visible, uh, CTO? Well, yes, but, and I, that's really what I want more than anything. Um, I do kind of have to ask the community to understand that I still am the main developer on the uh, consensus engine, the main developer on our iOS library. So basically, I, I can't take all my time, as much time as I want, basically, to communicate with uh, our community, but I will do my best. Um, I 
I am hoping that a month from now, you know, I don't, I shouldn't even say a month because I don't like promising dates, mm -hmm. but as soon as possible, and I've tasked people to do this, we will have a list of pretty much the main or well, not even the main, the full list mm -hmm. of tasks left to do until we get uh, MVP to mainnet. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to structure it in the following way. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a uh, central list and there's going to be a, um, we would like to do this list. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be a probably not list. And then there's going to be, you know, we're yeah. not going to hey, uh, really talk about the list. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we, we have, um, I also do not think we will be hitting mainnet this year, hmm. but I do believe that we will be feature complete this year. Yeah. So uh, meaning, what, what is the difference between those two things? Ah, good question. So feature complete is that we've released an, uh, a release candidate that we're happy with. Hmm. Like we, we are happy in the sense that there are no more features to write. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to be very, I want to kind of explain why a little bit about testnet last year. Yeah. I don't really I I would have preferred we hadn't gone to testnet. Mm -hmm. But we did go to testnet to show that we were in a higher level of development. Yeah. We had a better level of development. Um I really wanted to go to testnet when we were completely ready. But, you know, it didn't it didn't really happen that way and I think that there were valuable reasons to go to testnet. We've had it, it's a bigger network. We've seen issues that we would not have seen otherwise. For example, um, I see that uh, there was a question here that mm -hmm. I'd really like to answer from Zero Cool uh, to, to up uh, a little bit later about V20. Uh, we've seen issues uh, on our test nets that um, we we um, we would not have seen otherwise. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, on our local dev nets, uh, they just don't appear mostly yeah. because of the size of the dev nets. Um, and also because uh, testnet is old, you know, it's been around this version of testnet has 500,000 blocks mm -hmm. and it, it behaves slightly different. There are slightly different rules than the dev net. So, um, you know, there are some benefits and this is where I get tired and I forget your original question. Yeah. Um, I kind of forget as well because you kind of like rolled into the next one. But oh, yeah, the difference between a feature complete release oh, candidate yeah. and an actual full mainnet release. Well, there are a few things that I don't want to have happen. Mm -hmm. I don't want us to arrive on the last two weeks of December. Okay. <laughs> Everybody wants to take a vacation and see their family. Mm -hmm. And then we're all like stressed because we promised our community that we'd hit mainnet. Mm -hmm. On top of that, there's another thing. Uh, we, we uh, again, tired, uh, losing my train of thought. Yeah. Uh, we, oh yeah, we don't actually know how long it takes miners to um, activate mm -hmm. because there's an upgrade process that is involved. Of we course. need to get the masternodes all running platform. Uh, I do believe that the masternode network will do this because the way uh, we plan or we probably will plan to do proof of service will incentivize them. I don't want to make any commitments for proof of service right now, mostly because, um, uh, or the, basically when you hear proof of service, it's the incentivization for masternodes to run platform. Mm 
Mm -hmm. I don't want to make any commitments there because even though it's in the final stages of decision, uh, it hasn't been completely decided by the team. So, uh, and also on there, there has to be V18 uh, that are that is approved by the miners with a BIP9 activation. It could take a few weeks. On top of that, you know there are a lot of new members inside of DCG. Mm -hmm. Will everybody work out? Yes, no, maybe. What I do know is that we have. Um, let me kind of talk about if this is okay. Uh, the DCG development priorities. Yeah. You know. Um, so, in my mind, for platform, we have two major, major. No, I didn't say years codex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let me yes. let me tell you. Yeah, Feature complete December. I would say fifty percent January. That's my roadmap. That. I'm setting for myself. Mm -hmm. That's where I really think we'll be. You know, if if it isn't, I'm probably going to have to come and like apologize. But at this point, I kind of want to explain why I'm saying that. Yeah. More than uh, more than just promise a date. Yeah. I want there to be a a, a list of all the of all the tasks we have left, mm -hmm. and so like that. People can see them being completed, done, 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 down the list. And then you guys can make your own mind on when we'll be done. Uh, there aren't that many things left <laughs> mm -hmm. at this point. So what? Let, let me kind of explain what we have left. Um, well, the consensus engine that, we, that we've written uh, that... Well, and I can actually talk about the consensus engine all day, uh, but maybe in a future question if somebody cares about that. Yeah. Uh, the consensus engine is mostly done. Uh, you know, the whole system where we use core to hold keys, uh, tender dash to sign, drive to hold the data, um, and, and basically uh, drive rotates a validator set that, that and, and inside TenderDash, I, I, I don't want to go too much onto this, but inside TenderDash, we now have implemented uh, our threshold cryptography system, which heavily reduces uh, the amount of messages on the network compared to other solutions that are PBFT. In fact, I think our consensus engine is the first uh, something called SBFT, Scalable Byzantine Fault Tolerance System, that has ever been made. I'm not 100% sure of that because there actually is a project that came from the white paper on SBFT, but um, I don't know how far along they are, uh, and it's quite different. Um, it's it's not really. I I don't want to talk much about that because I it's it's more that I don't know know that much. Mm. Uh, and then uh, so so what I was trying to say is that that's kind of done. Um, there's some development work, but it's not consequential. What really is consequential are two major items. The first is our data storage. Our data storage relies on, right now, relies on a combination of a data solution called Merck, which mm -hmm. is 
rocks DB, and on top of that, a um, an AVL, uh, a Merkle AVL tree. It works very well. Um, and then on the other side, we have um, uh, MongoDB. Mm -hmm. This combination together has led to problems. It was a very good uh, proof of concept when it was made in 2018. I yeah. believe 2018. I, I don't want to be held accountable for that date. <laughs> but I think it was done in 2018. Uh, and we had to make a proof of concept. there, And it does work as you can see uh, by you know, dev nets and test nets. The problem is, is that there are rare bugs, for one. There are also uh, a few features that it just cannot do that are very much needed. And on top of that, it can't offer proofs of validity of data for requests. This basically means that I can say, oh, does my identity exist in the network? And you can get back a proof for that. Mm -hmm. I actually would love to talk at some point about our proof system, hmm. but it will just go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, may maybe if we have time on the after party, I'll talk about it. Yeah. Or if Although, we have questions. I mean, I would absolutely love to exclude you from the after party so you can sleep. I mean, I, 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 I love I, having I, you chat, but I, I care about you too. That's <laughs> those two are sometimes at odds with each other. I mean, I'll, I'll go for at least half. Of it. I, I do enjoy it. So we did, um, we did get a question, and the thing is that this is a, such an open um, conversation, as it were, uh -huh. where um, where sometimes it's like one thing leads into another, and I've just got to make sure, especially when it's like a technical subject, where um, especially was it like a technical subject where sometimes I can't rem I can't fully know if the, your question has been answered or not, so I got to make sure, or the question has been answered or not. Let oh, me. Yes. See really quick. I messed this thing up. Um, it's about the um, the. I'll just wait for just a second. This is probably better. Um, in technical terms, what is causing platform testnet to go down often and not come up for a while? What README was talking about. What are the solutions? Thanks for being an open book, anonymous. <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. I can answer that. So. The, well, I would say that the answer is different for every release that we've ever done, <laughs> mm -hmm. sadly. Um, the, I don't know if they're uh, talking about V20, but I'll, I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer for V20. It was released about a week ago and this time it's the consensus engine that has a problem. Okay. Um, and this is my work. <laughs> so uh, the consensus engine has an issue that was not visible on small devnets. Our local devnet that we use for testing these types of things has, uh, we, we tested it on one that was 55 members and we tested it on one that was 22 members. Mm -hmm. And on those size of devnets, it was working. Uh, when we got to 150, uh, testnet has 100 and I think 166 uh, nodes at the moment, uh, there was an issue. Um, you know, obviously this is not something that I'm happy about, uh, especially since on, you know, I'm pretty much at this point, the only person that can uh, fix it. Uh, and 
the for v20 i basically didn't have the logs available to fix it uh, i didn't actually see i couldn't actually figure it out based off of the logs that were available so what we had to do is we had to i had i had and, and somebody else of course on the team was helping me we added a lot of logs uh, and then pushed it. And then we were able to narrow it down a lot more on what's wrong. Um, then there was a little, there was one thing missing in the logs that where I wasn't really completely sure. So then I pushed it out again with those logs. I did notify our community uh, th in, through the incubator that we expect test, uh, a V20 of um, a platform to be available uh, probably by Tuesday of next week. Right now, I've narrowed it down to. I've narrowed it down enough that I'm pretty confident that I'll be able to solve it tomorrow. Well, that's good. Uh, again, like I can actually. <laughs> I I mean, at some point, maybe in the after party, I can share a screen and show you guys kind of uh, what I'm actually doing. Um, I'm actually looking at every signature that the network is producing uh, and threshold aggregating them because there's actually somewhere where during the rotation during the rotation of one quorum to another mm -hmm. it fails. Interesting. I don't know why. Uh, I'm not a well, I'm 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 close to yeah, actually Leon White has been helping me. Right, yeah. trophy. So that's so that's me. I'm the logs monkey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's uh yeah. So I hope that answered that question. Yeah, and I really, much. really hope that it will be, uh, you know, uh, completely ready by Tuesday. Well, so this is and now this is the big whammy of the question. It's all smooth sailing after this for the most part. Um, uh, pretty much. So there's been, over the years, a lot of a failure to communicate the release dates, and which you know, obviously you talked about not liking the concept of release dates as much anyway. However, I remember, and this is for like the old school people who have been involved mm -hmm. in Dash. Uh, I remember there was some somewhere on GitHub, this big old roadmap that Evan, bless his heart, put out. And it mm -hmm. said, said something about Dash Evolution launch, like mid 2018 it basically said like in the middle of 2018 uh you know there were this whole thing would be out and you know mm -hmm. retrospectively that's kind of really hilarious really <laughs> so uh but then you go towards the end of the and he called that version 0.14 and mm -hmm. towards the end of the year for at the end of the year 0.14 was released but it was in no way evolution and this wasn't addressed and then you get, okay, well, actually that's, you know, we're going to have it out by the end of 2019. And then it ended up mm -hmm. being, well, let's do test net. We'll do test net 2019. And at the very end of 2019 platform finally came out on EvoNet, which I thought was test net. And it's like, all right, well, this is kind of test net, but then well, anyway, then 2020, it's like, okay, by the end of 2020, it's really going to be out this time. And then mm -hmm. it comes out. <laughs> On testnet, but this is like real testnet, so it's basically done. We just have to do some bugs; it'll be out. And then it's just like, okay, mid twenty twenty one, platform is going to be out. And then in the middle, like, you know, there's been there was estimates. Someone 
casually mentioned yeah. Q1, although I don't blame DCG on that. That was a mistake. Uh, Q2, Q3 is what I heard uh, being cited. Yeah. And then somewhere around the beginning of the year, I remember uh, Bob, your predecessor, mentioned something about just super, super confident this whole thing's going to be out this year. And then in radical transparency from you, of course, you've been talking about how you'll probably have like the feature complete release candidate by the end of the year. And your estimates are, you know, 50% actual full honest to goodness mainnet, you know, January. And I mean, that's great on your part. Uh, the thing is on the, on the official DCG, like the quarterly call, there was never a, you know what? I know we promised this, but there's been some delays, so that doesn't look realistic. They were just kind of like a, well, we're kind of pretend no one notices and kind of casually put release candidate instead of release there. And I think a lot of people are a little bit upset about that whole thing, and particularly people you know like myself. I'm a little more zen to the whole thing now, but a lot of people mm -hmm. were telling hundreds of people in public promoting this stuff, saying, oh, it's going to be out then. This is what they say. And we've been kind of turned into fools over the years. And there's a lot of, you know, failure to properly communicate. I would also go out on a limb mm -hmm. and say there's clearly a little bit of dishonesty as well in this whole thing. Uh, so that being said, uh, what can you do? What, what can you do to make things different? I mean, you're already doing a great job. Just what you've said tonight, being very nice and honest and great about that. But anyway, fire away. Yeah, what, I, I, how's so this changing? I, I, I don't actually think that it's dishonest hmm. and I'm going to kind of explain why, uh, to the best of my ability. Um, I would say that it's kind of gone the following, mm -hmm. uh, you ask the development teams, how long do you think this is going to take? Yeah. And they're like, well, we don't really know because we, you know, this is, we've never done this before, but we think it's going to take this long, this long, this long, and we're going to have to implement this, this, and that. And then probably, you know, at some point, uh, people were asked, okay, in your worst as possible estimates, how long do you think it's going to take? Um, and then people, you know, the development teams have said this date, this date, and this date. And, and then in the development teams, things happen. Uh, you know, people get sick, people quit. Some, you know, th there, are, there are issues. And, um, and also some people have burnt out. You know, we've had... Uh, as you said, Evan led the project at the beginning. He's he's not he hasn't been around for since 2017, um, and other people have burnt out after him mm -hmm. trying to release this. Um, so that that's kind of it. And I don't when I become C, like as I become CTO. I mean, I am the CTO now, but I want to do things differently. I don't want to just promise a date because. You know, people will just say, okay, he's just coming in and he's going to just uh, tell us what we want to hear. Mm -hmm. It's not really my goal. My goal is, you know, show you guys what we've achieved, have, you know, have more communication and, 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 and have you guys see what's, what's currently working, what's currently not. You know, there is the DashPay Alpha program, right? That has been available, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think for a year now. So, you know, on the mobile front, things have been working. Um, literally, right now, there are a few stories left in, in Dash platform. I, you know, they're they're hard, 
sometimes, for example, you know, you think you have everything worked out, you push it to testnet, and then it breaks, and then you spend a week uh, trying to fix yeah. it. These are things that uh, that happen. The good news is, you know, we have our financial state inside DCG is really good. We're hiring a lot of people, very competent people as well. Some juniors, some seniors, some some leads, um, and you know, I I'm very optimistic, like very optimistic actually. And I'm also very happy to become CTO now and not two years ago yeah. or before would, because because then that all would all be on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more that I'm happy to become CTO now because I actually feel like, okay, we're going to release this and it's going to look pretty good on me, right? When you don't actually see a lot of the, the work that has been done uh, before me. Uh, I mean, from the developers, yes, of course, but there's been a lot of work um, across the organization. Yeah. So, I'm just getting distracted by the live chat, of course. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, so I just got like, you know, uh, the thing is, I absolutely, you know, I understand and agree. And seeing that there's like a, the task, this monumental task and all the figuring out it's had, all the various personal issues that have arisen that have delayed things, the financial issues that have dealt, you know, affected kind of things. And I think that from the start, you've done the mm -hmm. right thing. And I think mm -hmm. that that's one reason some of the biggest critics of DCG lately have been in this live chat saying very nice things about you. And I think that's a fantastic sign because you're clearly doing something right, but not just right, mm -hmm. but right in contrast with mm -hmm. which, with what was done in the past. Um, and it, it's, yeah. And so because of that, there's, it's, there's no way I'm going to beat you up over these kinds of bat past things. I do, mm -hmm. I do still believe there, it has, there's been a little bit of, um, you know, dishonesty in the way things have been handled. A lot of people are frustrated that they have been saying for years that, or the entire crypto space, mm. investors, everyone else has uh, believed one thing. And when something did happen, they just, the, the way they know that there's been a delay is that the date comes and goes, or the expectation comes and goes and nothing gets released. And that's the kind of ghost stuff we were talking about in the past. And I'm very happy to see that's not going to be a thing anymore. I just hope that higher up, you know, higher up the food chain, there's a little more transparency as far as owning up to, you know, setbacks. And oh, that's one thing I've noticed, by the way, because mm -hmm. I've I've always tried my best to be honest, but mm -hmm. in my whole life. But I've also noticed that, you know, what you choose to say, sometimes exposing your flaws and your setbacks and your challenges gains you a ton of credibility. And like in the past, I was a little bit more, I would, I guess insecure might be a good way of putting it about this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. either on a personal level through my personal life, but also when I was talking about Dash and stuff, but people will say, scam shit coin, like, and like fight back <laughs> against that. No, it isn't. It's just this. And now it's, I feel a lot more comfortable saying things like, yeah, you know what? 
this has been kind of promised years ago, and I'm very disappointed, of course. I wish it would have been done today, but I still think everything's great. It's a great project. I still, It's still what works for me today, et cetera, et cetera. Or also not just say, yeah, this is way better. Your thing sucks. But even say, your thing is pretty good, too. I like mine, but your thing is also pretty good. And that kind of thing, I think, gives a whole lot of credit to sort of, um, you know, honesty and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, there's just a couple of like official or, you know, pre-figured out questions. So if you have extra questions, please start loading them up in the super chats right now because it sometimes takes some time to kind of crank through those. And yeah, um, let me get to this next one here. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole like delay thing, which, you know, delays happen, you know, c'est la vie, mm-hmm. right? But do you feel that Dash is technical, technologically slipping behind the competition at all? And do you think that has the DCG dev team actually spent a lot of time looking at what else is out there, what other people are doing, et cetera, to basically inform mm-hmm. the opinion of the first question? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're slipping behind on the meme economy for sure. The meme economy? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a joke. Yeah, well, just so you know, I've started to I've seized the memes of production and started to crank out some interesting ones. So we're gonna we're gonna get there. We'll get Mark back on the air horn meme videos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, I kind of uh, find it some sometimes a little bit funny how um, how a lot of these projects like. Uh, I would say uh, Dogecoin, you know, I don't want to say bad things about other projects really, but I don't, I don't actually think that a lot of these meme coins will be around uh, you know, f- for a very long time. Maybe, who knows? Uh, you know, markets can be weird, mm-hmm. but um, anyways, that's not the, that was not the question at all. I want to, I want to get back to the question. Uh, is Dash technologically slipping behind the competition? Well, it really depends. We, you know, some things that we are doing are way above the competition. Some things that we are doing are way below the competition. Like, for example, you know, we don't have smart contracts, mm-hmm. but, and that and that's where we'd be behind. But we have a much more sound consensus engine that uses threshold signatures, right? Yeah. So, you know, we are using BLS, heavily using BLS. We're on, uh, you know, and, and BLS signatures uh, and, and our threshold signature system and how it works uh, with uh, light clients, mm-hmm. I don't think exists anywhere else. And then you, it kind of goes into the next question. Has, uh, have DCG devs uh, been closely looking uh, at the competition? Well, we all try to look, you know. Um, I'll go look at projects that exist, like uh, obviously Ethereum, uh, you know, Tenderman I know by heart, obviously now. Um, a lot of other projects I, I'll look at. Uh, some other devs will also look at some 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 projects. For example, I've also looked heavily into ICP, which is Internet Computer. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> Sorry, they actually have, joke. <laughs> I, I actually think that they have uh, pretty good tech, but mm. they have um, some 
pretty bad to, uh, tokenomics. And, uh, you know, I think if I, I didn't look much at it, but I think their distribution is a little bit weird on how they're distributing their funds initially. Yeah, but, that's just as a very quick side note, that is something I've <laughs> sort of noticed with newer projects is newer projects a lot of times seem to have some really cool and innovative tech. And at the same time, they tend to, uh-huh. again, not to sound like an old school grumpy Bitcoin person, but they tend to ignore some of those sound economic and decentralization fundamentals, like not caring at all about what coin distribution's like and not uh-huh. caring at all like what the decentralization is going to be like, not caring at all what the monetary uh what the monetary kind of principles will be like not really looking into economic things and i i saw and by the way great wolf mentioned my my joke here i just gotta get my you know insane clown posse sounds just (laughs) like the token to invest in yeah i mean icp coin anyway uh but you have a lot of that and i saw some ethereum guy on twitter i don't want to blow him up poor dude make but he was making this big like discussion about how some economic thing about how bitcoin is going to end up losing out to ethereum in the long term which i do not necessarily disagree with that statement but the way he came up with it was saying economically on proof of stake and with the with all fees burned ethereum costs zero dollars to run but bitcoin costs a lot to run because it uses mining Uh and he just like blew my mind up with the economic ignorance of the whole thing of Uh you don't understand that prices are set because people value things versus scarcity you don't understand that staking costs just like you aren't paying people free money because they're rich this opportunity cost to that capital that they could be doing something else and proof of work just has that with the mining machines maybe but you don't have to like you just say that this is free and this isn't it's just like that meme where you have a power strip plugged into itself and it's like infinite energy loop kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i do agree about I was, the whole thing where you're saying about these new projects with weird distributions and stuff yeah there's a lot of that like the new school has some cr- really cool tech that and yet kind of is missing on a couple of those kind of things. And hopefully if Dash catches up with some of the tech, but has that strong foundation, as you mentioned, the consensus engine stuff, it could be something really special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like, I I would like to uh, bring back uh, something that has existed for quite a while is our, uh, you know, deterministic mass node list plus the quorum system that's above, that's on top of it. I mean, that is still, you know, very good in 2021, um, the way that that system works. And it's been improved continuously. Actually, uh, one part of V18 mm-hmm. is improving that to the next level um, to in- increase the security of uh, instant send transactions higher than it currently is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, hopefully after that point, have it audited. Uh, so, you know, there's a strong, um, you know, there's a lot of weight behind it. So um, exchanges feel more comfortable taking instant send uh, transactions immediately, right? Not all uh, big exchanges will do that. Yeah, the thing about also about instant send stuff um, is, 
a lot of that's an education problem today. But as you also mentioned, some of it is they're just not quite sold on it yet that it's it's enough. But this is just me thinking from like my level of this of the you know the content creator, the educator, the promoter, or whatever mm-hmm. is as soon as there's like a high level respected audit that has to be mm-hmm. like blasted out everywhere. Especially if such an audit can be combined with studies that show that zero conf is not necessarily secure on its own which is some nonsense like i've had to i understand that a zero conf transaction on a chain like let's just say bitcoin cash is largely reliable for small transactions i guess but just there's a lot of hand waving and dishonesty in people that just say yeah it's like as good as fully confirmed and uh, there'd be good to have like some research and stuff to kind of like settle that because then some people are saying, Oh, that direct, you know, it only really works because you have that instant instant send guarantee. But like, no, we could do with like our Litecoin or whatever. It's like, eh, I don't know if the, the mm. crepe would trust that, mm. you know, for example. No. And actually like a lot of people don't see all the tech that's underneath the hood. Mm-hmm. Like for example, on the mobile wallets, we actually download all the deterministic masternode lists. We have the whole masternode list and we you know, have all the quorums and we verify the threshold signatures of instant send messages that are relayed on top of the transactions. This is actually a lot of, um, of, of, of very difficult tech that was built in the past. Mm-hmm. And also what isn't really known is the optimizations that we had to do to make it run on a phone. Yeah. I mean, now phones are a little bit more powerful than three years ago. But I must say that, you know, until, for example, the, I would say, iPhone 7, this was this was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got, um, it's funny, there's one of the questions that was on the list, as it were, but Great Wolf just brought it up as well. Uh, basically, and this is a, the one on the list is a more detailed version of what he's saying. Are you planning mm-hmm. to reprioritize development of a trustless masternode share system as evident envisioned with wallet built in saving quote savings accounts and particularly <coughs> the protocol changes that are needed to make that happen such as multi-collateral address or multi-address collateral for masternodes or mm-hmm. multi multi-party payouts beyond just the two that are that are there now for you know the I guess the collateral holder, yeah. whatever, and then the the uh, maintainer, and then also over probably over collateralization, where if you have a thousand and one dash in your address, you can run a master it off. It doesn't have to be exactly a thousand, or the the node won't work. So yeah, what what about all that stuff? Okay, I can. Th- that's a lot of questions. Uh, I'll of, take one the- question. Get a lot of them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll start the first with uh, trustless masternode shares. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might be aware, some people not. I actually wrote a dip on uh, on trustless masternode shares back in 2018, as I was writing the dip on the uh, masternode list, the Terminus mm-hmm. masternode list, uh, dip three. Uh, I, I mean, it, it was a fast follow. The reason why it never happened mm-hmm. was because the development this is not a top-down decision by ryan yes <laughs> the development group decided 
that platform was our sole priority. Okay. That's, that's it. And that, and that basically stood, uh, stuck until now. Um, and you know, there is a dip out there that's, that's mostly written. I'm, I also saw that the community has a few ideas, which are, which are, are good. Um, and the truth of the matter is we just hired a lot of C++ developers, but even with those new hires, I really want to prioritize the work that they need to do for platform. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because, you know, I want this out as quick as possible. After that work for platform, I think that, you know, uh, trustless mass shares, you know, is something great. Is something that I really want to have done. I mean, I, I, I wrote it even in dip three, there's actually uh, a section for the mode of the master node. This was done on purpose because there's a mode for trustless master node share mode. Um, it's actually not called like that in my dip, but whatever, it sounds better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that. Uh, the, what was the second part of the question again? Oh, um, the, the, multi-party the, payouts. Yeah, the specifics in there. Multi-collateral, uh, multi-address collateral, multi-party payouts, and then over-collateralized addresses or whatever. Yeah, so um, we are putting in BLS signatures inside of our payment chain in V18. Mm-hmm. And this allows threshold cryptography on, you know, on on any uh, output. And if your output is a thousand dash, it's good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could have, uh, you could have a threshold, uh, if you want, you can also, um, you know, you could also do a, uh, pay to, uh, pay to script hash right now. It currently works that, you know, multiple people could do a multi-sig address. Uh, yes, I am the new CTO, James Doe. <laughs> um, yeah. in interim. If, if the community likes me. Um, uh, and the last part was, I think, mm-hmm. like uh, having potential um, so, uh, value over a thousand dash, right? Mm-hmm. That is a no. And the reason that is a no, and that will never be the case, is because uh, the fact that we are at a thousand dash helps us very, very much in terms of threshold cryptography. Okay. Uh, everybody, every master node is equal, and because every master node is equal, you can do specific functions inside the system that become insanely more complicated when master nodes are not equal in value. And this actually is what's allowing us to to do the threshold cryptography that is done in Tenderdash, whereas other systems like um, like Tendermint for Cosmos actually mm-hmm. have um, different validators, which are their equivalent to masternodes, yeah. uh, at, at various, various amounts. But they can't do threshold cryptography because of that. And they can't, well, that's actually not true. You can do threshold cryptography around that, but the math is so hard that it's never been done before, and I don't want to do it in the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that answers that bit, but then the other ones will be possibly ready. And so 
basically a lot of it also boils down to C++ developers and those that you do have, you want focusing on platform. Now let's just say the community is super adamant about this anyway and finds ways of acquiring C++ dev talent, either paid or otherwise. Would you be able to put them to work working on this thing if they're they're there just for that purpose? I mean, yes, sure. If, if the community can give us C++ devs that can actually do the work, I'm very happy to put them on that work. That's that's like a no-brainer for me. Mm -hmm. The problem is is that it requires uh, you know very very uh, advanced uh, levels to be able to do that work mm -hmm. um, and a good knowledge of our code base. Hmm. So, you know, so basically, they they're already <laughs> on platform is what you're saying. Well, well, when I say they're on platform, there aren't that many stories in core for platform. What they really are on is in, is improving our quorum system mm -hmm. to the levels that are required by platform because there are specific levels of 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 security that are more important for platform, basically. Hmm. Uh, that currently, like for example, I can I can touch on that a little bit. Uh, currently, Instanceend has a level of security that is that is very strong, um, but it is not infallible. Yeah, it is not infallible in the sense that. Um, given enough resources, you there are specific attacks on it. We want to completely eliminate those attacks. And when I say there are attacks, there are attacks where people would not actually even make any monetary benefit in the current system mm. for payments. So they can't actually make any monetary benefit. However, on platform, they can. And mm. but, so basically, we have to change the quorum system a little bit to, to, uh, to improve platform, but we're all benefiting both um, the, the payment chain and the platform chain are benefit, benefiting from those improvements. I'm sorry if I'm a little bit, um, you know, just spewing out information, but it is <laughs> 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, we, I just had one last question, and then you can mm -hmm. move on. Well, I mean, you can do you can do whatever you want. I don't own you. Or no, no, no. I want to continue. <laughs> I just the, I just apologize. <laughs> yes. So I mean, we basically covered everything. The only last well, one is, how can the rest of the Dash community help you to make sure your job goes both as smoothly, like you know, going mm -hmm. well, and and at the same time as effectively as possible? Mm, yeah, sure. So, I think the development community already understands my situation because I, I mentioned it before, and I, I people who know me in the community also know this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm the main dev on the platform engine right now. I'm the main dev on the iOS library. Mm -hmm. I'm also critical in, in design dis discussions and I have responsibilities as CTO. I'm, I'm honestly working, you know, I wake up, I start working, I go to sleep. That's mm -hmm. been my life for the last two months and it probably will continue being my life until, um, you know, we get some extra hires. Mm -hmm. What I just hope from the community is that they 
understand that I have a lot on my plate <laughs> for yeah. the next month. I'm also trying to make a lot of changes as well in terms of communication. I'm not a hundred percent sure how well I will do, uh, because you know, there's a lot on my plate and what's the most important right now is the development. It's in my opinion, it's mm -hmm. communication plus development and, and, and actually it's everything I said. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. That basically answers, you know, everything. I mean, we got through a big ton of things and especially every time we're doing a technical podcast, as it were, there's just a ton of stuff to go through. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. everything else is important, but yeah, thanks mm -hmm. a ton for being on. We're going to just wrap this up and do, before we wrap that thing up, of course, it's my own shilling time. Pretty mm -hmm. soon I'm going to launch my own proposal called the Dash Marketing Hub that's officially approved as a official fork of the Dash Incubator. And yeah, it's basically going to be what the incubator did for development, but to marketing and promo. And so look forward to that. If you are a of the voting persuasion, please vote for it. If you don't want to, well, I don't like you, but whatever. And yeah, that's going to be it. So look forward to that in the coming days. And now it is a time for the fantastic time of the after party, which is nice to chat like this, except not recorded, not publicized. Um, and up to, I think we had a, a, our peak Two weeks ago, it was like 17 people on, but there might be more, whatever. And yeah, you're just free to come in and hang out and drink and swear and whatever else you want. So the way you do that, you got to go to the Dash Talk or the Dash Discord. I'm so used to saying the old name. The Dash Discord, which is you go into staydashy.com. Let me just type that out real quick. And that's the easy link to get there. And then you just start um, asking around. Um, where's the after party? How to get in the after party? Where's the after party at? All that kind of stuff. And then someone, probably me, will let you in. And you can always ping me at the Desert Links in there or on Twitter. And, of course, yeah. So thanks a ton for being on, Sam. Two weeks from mm. now, we should have the illustrious Dr. Darren Tapp on. So look forward to that. And, oh. of, of course, next week, uh, we we're just going to have the rundown as usual. The, the boring podcast, as it were. But, yeah, anyway... Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming on, and I'll see you either next week or in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and donate to support the show by going to my Cointree page. That's cointr.ee slash thedesertlinks, and leave a message with your donation. Check out the show's sponsors. Live on crypto with BitRefill. Buy absolutely anything with crypto with ShopinBit. Avoid content censorship with Odyssey. Protect your privacy online with NordVPN. Get paid to search with PreSearch. All links are in the show notes.